Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you, and especially on this one, because we turn to Twitter. So my name is Jill Annable. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Colleen McCoy-Sika. And Colleen, I'm wondering if you can tell me, do you remember encountering non-Catholic classmates or colleagues for the first time, or did you grow up with all Catholic people around you? Oh yeah. South side of Chicago, Jill, like my elementary school was, I don't even know if there was anybody in my grade that wasn't Catholic. There was like Mm -hmm. the one kid that was Greek Orthodox and we were like, Ooh, that's so exotic. You know what I mean? (laughs) When I went to high school, there were, it was, my high school was very diverse and, you know, near Midway airport. So if you can like kind of picture that part of South side of Chicago, uh, many more non-Catholics, but still Christian you know, Christian people. I I don't think I ever went to school with many Jewish people or anything like that. So always Christian, Christian and Catholic. So this topic has been swirling in my mind because when I headed off out of my K-12 Catholic education, I went to a public university and my college roommate was an atheist. I grew up in an atheist home. This isn't like an angsty teenager who decided to be atheist. It was like, she was raised atheist. And I was underprepared for that moment of building relationship with someone and trusting, you know, trusting and having friendship. And I just, I, I look back and realize I didn't do that well. So I am wondering, and I put this question actually out on Twitter, had some great answers about how do we serve our students who are non-Catholic and how do we relate to them? How, what, what works out there? What doesn't work out there? And in recognition that all Catholic schools have a different percentage of population of Catholic to non-Catholic ratios. Yeah. So some Catholic schools, like what Colleen's describing, nearly 100% of those students are Catholic. And then in other parts of the United States, it's mostly non-Catholics. And so we serve in Catholic schools because we are Catholic and because we believe in the mission of Catholicism. So like we believe in what we're doing and that's why we have schools, but that doesn't mean that we're always intentional about how we're reaching all of our students. So I had two great answers, Colleen, can't wait to tell you about them. One is from someone who is a blast from your past, Dan (laughs) Masterton. That name rings a bell. I'm it sure. It rings a bell. Yep. He worked for you. Did you hire him? Okay. So that it, it's a funny story, Jill. Like, okay. and I don't even know if Dan remembers this because I hired Dan. He was in California. I was in Indiana. I was leaving the high school. He was applying for a job in the high school. I interviewed him virtually or like over the phone. And, you know, he ended up getting hired at the school, but I was gone as the principal by the time he got there. So we oh, literally, like now. I came West and he went East and we passed each other. <laughs> Okay. So what's funny is but that as we're CEA authors too. So I, when I ran into okay. him last year at NCEA, yes, yes. I was like, yeah, well, that's I know the you. funny part. I was exchanging with him a bit as he was giving me this great answer. And he finally says, I finally met Colleen in person in New Orleans. Yeah. And I was like, what? I thought she hired you. Okay. So his <laughs> answer you know. to this, yeah, now, so you now know. it makes sense. Okay. So he says he was really thinking about moments in a Catholic school that really need intentionality when you have non-Catholic students. So in prayer services and on retreats, really think about those rituals and the symbols and the things that as Catholics, we take for granted that probably need some explanation ahead of time for our students who are going on retreat 
or um, doing prayer services for the first time. And also, you know, for morning prayer or in looking ahead to the next time you have school mass, really looking at liturgy of the word ahead of the time or doing a Lectio Divina with Mm -hmm. the mass readings. And then also being intentional about uh, sacraments like reconciliation and being able to explain them ahead of time so that they understand the fullness of the sacrament without undermining its possibilities and its power in our lives. So really doing the front-ended work so that students aren't blindsided by these experiences that they might be having for the first time. Okay. So let me ask you a question then. So Mm -hmm. since you're at a high school now, so thinking about my experiences at high schools, there have been times when the priest would meet with the freshman class and kind of do mm-hmm. that. It's like an educational mass and talk the whole freshman class yeah. through. This is why we do this. This is the purpose of right. this particular ritual. This is, do you do that at your school with, uh, with all of your freshmen? Well, we actually have a whole course called introduction to Catholicism. Nice. Okay. And that's for our non-Catholic students or those who have been away from the church or, you know, really need that introduction. They didn't have that um, K-8 foundational theology. And mm-hmm. we have a huge international student population. So a lot of our international mm-hmm. students are in that course too. And yep. our two chaplains are great about popping in and answering questions. I think that's a whole episode in itself is really yeah. talking about how do you get to those big questions? That's they're getting some great Q and a in that course so that they're coming into mass and knowing what to do. And, and it's, it's great. Okay. I want to get to our other tip though. So we had a okay. totally different answer from uh, Jennifer Forand. She is the principal at the Academy of St. Benedict the African, that's in the Archdiocese of Chicago, which has deep roots of poverty. And her answer says, uh, the overwhelming majority of our scholars are not Catholic. We relate to all of the children the same. So relating is not a challenge. For our students who are not Christian, we ask about their religion and what they see as the same or as different, and we learn from each other. And so, whereas Dan gave us an answer that was very much about preparing older students for these moments so that they don't undermine them or they don't uh, dismiss them, they learn a little bit as they're going in. She's talking about from an elementary principal point of view in a mostly non-Catholic population about we relate to all kids and we get to know them. And it's about those relationships. And that's not any different for students who are not of the same faith tradition, which is a huge reminder because it's like, of course, right? Of course. Okay. So you've said a couple of things and, and it's, you know, now my brain is spiraling and I should be taking notes because I'm going to lose my thoughts, but okay. So the Inglewood area, one of my um, cousins who is a, a teacher as well, that's where she began her teaching career. I believe was in the Inglewood area. And I would go when I was early in my college career, I would go and observe in her school and it, it was a Catholic school, but again, a very non- Catholic population. And that was my first exposure to a very non-Catholic environment. So how do you, to me, it didn't make any sense because it was so far out of the realm of my experience. So how do you like, how do we relate Mm -hmm. this to, Mm -hmm. to experiences for children, but it's allowing them to relate their experiences to to the teachings, you know, of the Mm -hmm. faith and, and to, to the rituals and and all of that, and just the openness of it. And Mm -hmm. again, a very Christian population. And similarly, I have also done accreditation visits in crystal Ray schools. So Jill, I don't know if you have, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have crystal rays in Michigan. I'm not sure, but I visited crystal rays and a couple of, so you're familiar with the model. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of times they are not, you know, very Catholic population, small, smaller Catholic populations in in crystal Ray schools. And so same thing. 
so how do we, you know, so we build on what, what are the commonalities that we have? There's, there's a lot that has to do with service and respect for the human person, the dignity Mm -hmm. of the human person. Like these are things that as Christian people, we can all relate to. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it does come down to that. And retreats is another thing is you can have a Christian awakening, a, a Kairos retreat, you know, whatever that everyone is invited to. And, and you share, you share mm-hmm. your faith with each other and you find your common ground in your faith. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing, no matter the age. It is. And the, the range. Oh my gosh. The- that was the bell. Oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> all right. I have <laughs> I another episode more. idea, so it's all good. I had, I'm okay. going to write that one down. We have to get back to class. There's always more ideas and time to celebrate. That's why we jot these things down and get to them later. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. You can send those to catholicteacherslounge.com. You can find us on Twitter and you can find us in many ways to give us these ideas. We love to talk about the full range of them. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time. If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life.